This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. But like, you know, Luca Nation, your PWCC weekly episode. Some of you guys are probably listening to it after my marathon three and a half hour whatnot show. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Cage, you've been a little bit quiet this week on the shows. You've been letting the guests speak. We the got some good guests. The comments must have said, stop interrupting people, Cage. No. But I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm. This show is about Cage Lawyer mm. and the knowledge and the facts and the experience you have. So I hope we could make up for this week of you kind of, you know, sitting quietly on your hands, letting the guests speak. And this next 30 minutes to an hour is cageisms. It's Ooh. cage experience. And number one, what the F are we doing with Fernando Tatis? <laughs> are you buying right now? Are you waiting? I'm 100% waiting. You know when I would buy? I mean, you'll be able to get bargains now, this week, because people are completely overreacting. And people, you know, people are just going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm done with him. You know, um, I think the time to buy him, believe it or not, is going to be in April of this coming year, right? We're a long way away, but here's why. People don't realize this. Yeah, people don't realize this. He didn't just get suspended for this year. He's out for the playoffs, and he's out 40 games or 42 games, whatever it is, in next year. So it's not one of these things where it's like, all right, well, you know, if he got injured or blah, 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 uh, don't worry about it. You can buy him into the run-up the next year. There's going to be that crazy run-up next year of baseball cards again, you know, leading into the season. And then end of March, beginning of April, people are going to be all, wow, it's baseball. It's opening day. Uh, Juan Soto is going to have a 40-40 season, and Acuna is going to be 40-40. We hear that every year. And uh, is Lou, Lou Bob still alive? I don't know. Is he? Where's Eloy Jimenez? I have no idea. But nobody's going to be talking about Fernando Tatis because he's going to miss a quarter of the season. He's not going to play. So it's 64 and 51. So we're at 115 games, 37 this year. Do playoffs count? No, he, he's missing, like I think, like 40, 41 or 42 this year and 40 next year. Yeah. Playoffs don't count towards a suspension? No. Wow. No, they don't count as game towards a suspension, but he obviously can't play because he's in the middle of a suspension. That's, that's tough. That's, that, that doesn't seem fair. Why? Why would playoff games not count? Why should they count? There are going to be people who are suspended, you know, who... I mean, I understand why you're saying it, right? Because those games should count even more. They should count double. Like, you know, it's a real punishment for him. And well, let's say team. they play 37 games this season. Then they have just doesn't count. games in the playoffs. It just doesn't. I can't tell you why. I can't tell you what the story is. It just doesn't count. I'll tell you. My prediction of baseball being gone in 20 years, it, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to amend it. 18 years. <laughs> You're so bad, dude. Like all any and all news that comes out of the MLB is is negative. Is negative. Like I, I think there's so many even better ways, even if he's in the wrong, 
to release this type of news than the way they do it. I just think it's always, always negative press for the sport. And this isn't one decade in. This is a few decades where their goal is to tear down the most popular player. It's not like they just go after any Joe Schmo. They go after the main guy, the main young guy. Think about A-Rod, man. A-Rod, without the suspension, would have maybe been the most likable player, most likable superstar of our generation. And MLB turned it into this guy is despised. He's done a good job of kind of winning back that reputation. But for a long time, people hated A-Rod. Yep. Hated him. Oh, yeah. People still hate him. But uh, listen, the other side to this, and I get um, – I get a lot of messages. You know, I post these fun things. I have fun. I'm an amateur video editor now. I don't know if you know. But I post some fun stuff. Amateur being the keyword. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm still doing it. You're a professional whatnotter. I'm an amateur video editor. We'll see who wins. So, in any event, Apples to oranges in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting paid to do my video editing. You are getting paid to do your whatnotting. At least you're not losing money. (laughs) Shut up. So here's here's the fun, right? The, the fun of it. People have messaged me. So, you know, behind the scenes, I'll give you that whole, like, people have messaged me and said, I'm never buying him. Like, I'm selling all of my stuff and I'm never buying him again. You know, this guy, now, why would anyone invest in him if he's going to take shortcuts? Why would anyone invest in him? Seriously. Why would yeah, anybody invest money in him? Morons. He's not taking shortcuts. Of course he is. He's taking the steroids. That's a shortcut. It's, he's people, breaking the rules. so clueless. This is the... They don't even read. They don't read anything. They're, they'll just read whatever they're told. But you think that he really had ringworm and mistakenly took this? I don't know. Ringworm. ringworm. I don't know, but I wouldn't say that. He's Do you think also Barry, Barry Bonds also just like mistakenly took steroids? So. Like the cream and the clear. He didn't know. I'll, I'll, I'll do it through what an analogy. Happened? Like. This Can't remember read. in school, like don't take drugs, their program. Remember, don't take drugs. Yes. But I think we could all agree that meth and weed are two different drugs. No, we to... cannot. What do you mean? No, we cannot. <laughs> no. Meth drugs, and weed are two drugs, different drugs. Are drugs. drugs. Drugs are drugs. This is a fun little episode. You and I will definitely not agree. You'll think well, I'll not agree all with st- you. what my point is but not all not. steroids are created equal either. Like you have HGH. That's well, a different type of steroid than like blood doping, than maybe like. So uh, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying, okay. but it's an irrelevant argument, right? Because the the argument that we should be having is not whether or not he took one of the bad steroids. It's not whether or not he took meth as opposed to weed. He's playing in a league where he's got a three hundred million dollar contract, and he is immature. And the child, and I, he's 23 or 24 years old, I get it, but he's making all this money. He came to camp this year injured because he crashed a motorcycle in the offseason, allegedly. All right, And now the guy who's supposed to be the face of his franchise, the face of baseball, has taken a steroid which is banned. Right. So the, the question we should be having is not, oh, he, he broke the rules but didn't really break them that bad. Because weed and meth are different. It's there's a list of things that this man making three hundred yeah. million dollars is not supposed to do, and yet he keeps doing them. And you know, now, yeah, you know what would be my interesting uh, research on this mm-hmm. is are the banned substances in the NBA, NFL, and MLB the same? 
That'll be my first question. They're not. And the testing procedures and the 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 lax nature of the way the tests are performed are are different by league also. You, you, you understand it's a fair question. And yeah. the reason I ask it is I'm not trying to say that Tatis isn't wrong. I'm just trying to say that before people jump down his throat and say he's a cheater, there's a different level of cheater of Lance Armstrong type of doping versus Tatis doping versus Barry Bonds doping versus other players. So They're I don't so – I'll tell you. I just – I don't go down the road, man, because breaking a rule is breaking a rule. There's a rule, and if you break it, you break it. It's not – it's a different level. Yeah, of but cheating. murder – still cheating. Murder, murder rape, that's and then different. being with that's a different. drug. That's different. That's different. You broke that, a rule. But You're speeding. You broke that's, a rule. That's the degree of suspension. That's the degree of, of, of crime and punishment, right? Obviously, we don't punish murderers the same way that we punish people who do nonviolent okay. crimes. So this is his first offense. He has a different suspension for violating this league rule. If he broke a different league rule like gambling, right, or if he killed someone – Right, I mean, there'd be different punishments. Your your argument is kind of it's going a little like it's going a little left. I would also say that baseball doesn't have this, but other sports do. Like, there should be tiers of which steroid you take because steroid is this hugely vague term that people think is very specific. They think you inject yourself with steroids and overnight you get huge, but that's not the reality of it. Different no. steroids are for different things. I'll ask you this: you probably know I, the answer. Do you know yeah. Messi has been? on prescribed steroids since he was 12 years old? Yeah. I mean, there are different steroids, right? And and people would say Messi's getting... So here's the fun thing, right? So but, but, but There's nuance. Mm, there's no nuance. So so here's the difference and why you have a whole, a whole, you know, fun little thing. All right, a lot of people don't love the fact that the Argentinian five foot six, you know, uh, Messi was able to take you know, HGH basically, um, you know, he had, he had, uh, as a child, a, a hormone deficiency, right? So it's a little bit different. Here's where it gets a little fun, right? And it, I mean, we're taking it sideways, right? Baseball is a different sport, right? Baseball is one of these, for, for better or for worse, and you say for worse, and a lot of people are saying for worse, and it's probably hurting the hobby and, and hurting baseball cards in general, especially modern stuff. But baseball is a war. It's not a battle, right? You don't like that it's 162 games. But the fact that it is 162 games means that you have more injuries. It means you have people who, who don't last the whole season. The injury list, the disabled list comes into play a lot. Expanding rosters, bringing people up, giving people breaks, quote-unquote load management. Hello, Kyrie, uh, Kawhi, where are you? Um, haven't seen you in six years. Um, it is, it's a different game, and part of playing baseball, part of you know, the whole you know, fabric of the game here is that long season – and being able to stay healthy for that season. You know, the, the talk of it is who could who could have been great? You know, how many home runs could Ken Griffey have hit? How many home runs could Bo Jackson have hit? Like, how you know, how many blah, 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 if they stayed healthy? Well, if they stayed healthy in baseball is a huge thing because it's very hard, and we've talked about this, to stay healthy over the grind of that 162 games. You, if you were a commissioner, would change it. And say, you know what? Let them play 100 games. Then they will stay healthy. Yeah. And then the game will be, you know, have your stars in there the whole Manny Machado said it better than I ever could. Mondays are off. Mondays are off days. Well, most of them have Mondays off anyway or Thursdays off. They're going to travel in the whole nine yards. But, um, but I guess what I'm saying is 
the use of steroids, whether they are, you know, human growth hormone or any other type of steroids, the use of steroids to help you get better quicker, to help you heal quicker, to help you, you know, stay healthy, to help you not get injured, you know, to help you get back into it. You know, if they change the rules and let people who are injured, you know, rehab quicker on steroids, you name it. Okay, fine. That's a, that's a different rule. But I will tell you in baseball why steroids, you know, are that big talk is because there allegedly are people who are doing it clean. Allegedly. I mean, we'll find one one day, you know, who doesn't take steroids or doesn't, you know, who, who doesn't do the PEDs, right? And those people who are doing it the right way and are playing with nicks and bruises and strains and aren't able to rehab with an illegal substance. They're doing it by following the rules. They're not stuffing ballot boxes. They're not cheating. They're not taking steroids. Like, it is a slippery slope, man. So, so to protect the game for integrity's purposes, I don't draw a distinction between meth and marijuana. I say if you're cheating, you are a cheater. We have rules. You follow them. For me, it's black and white. It doesn't require much in the way of conversation. And he cheated. So I understand when people send me messages and they say, I'm not buying his cards anymore. He's a cheater. He's now in the bucket of cheaters. He's now in a bucket where I don't care if he comes back next year and hits 60 home runs. He cheated. Okay. I get what those people are saying. No gray area. You don't like that because you take meth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's listen. Baseball's weird that way, right? I mean, baseball's weird that way. It's one of those. I don't care. I've got. I don't even own very many baseball cards. I don't watch the sport, and I would love to see it die. <laughs> I don't want just to make die. me. That would suck. Really. <laughs> that would suck if it died. Well, for all the people in their families who have money involved, yes, I would not want for that. for any sport fan over the age of forty five that enjoys just like you know taking in a baseball game and watching a game and you know hanging out and watching a game with the family or whatever it is. I mean, right now there's Yankees Red Sox are on and you know people enjoy watching it. Fox paid a lot of money to have that game. It on has today. a t- tremendous amount of tradition. It's mm. the American pastime for a reason. By the way, yes, tradition, you. tradition. But yes. what's funny is tra- the tradition is, you know, behind closed doors, there's been a lot of drug use in baseball. I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm a fool here. There was different drug use back in the day. But trust me, you know, Mickey Mantle wasn't playing the game sober. So, I mean, is football four games if, for your first suspension? It depends on what you get suspended for. Uh, performance enhancing. I think it's four games and then a season. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Even there, you have in a sport where I think performance enhancing drugs probably matter a little more than baseball. In a sport where you're literally just running into each other, we'll talk about Zach Wilson in a second. Uh, it's only a quarter of a season. Where in football, when baseball, it's half the season. Even even the the punishments don't fit the crime. It's just, dude, everything that sport does, they want to cripple itself. And my opinion is the reason they do that is because they want to keep the owners rich and the players poor. I think, uh, I mean, that is a very populist view. I don't read anything about baseball or follow content. I just observe. What about Zach Wilson? You know what I think people got yesterday? It's, you know, when like Enron went out of business or Lehman Brothers kind of uh, went under, there's like that shock. Yeah. The chips fall a little bit later. In the same day, you have a top prospect in baseball go down. 
80 game suspension, and Zach Wilson with a potential ACL. It ended up being a bone bruise, but it's like, yo, this prospecting game is a little bit scary. And I think it actually will have more repercussions to other players than right now meets the eye. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you are probably right. Um, the Zach Wilson news, I wonder if it's one of those where, you know, as a kid, I remember my mother making cookies in the kitchen and I didn't wait for the cookies to cool off and I wasn't tall enough to look over the cookie sheet. So my chin, I was trying to like see if I could, my chin hit the edge of the cookie sheet and I burned my chin, right? And it could have been much worse. Like it could have been like really bad, my face, my hands, you name it, the whole thing. It's just, ah, put some ice on it, the whole deal. That's what happened here with Zach Wilson, right? Like, like nobody, nobody put their hand in the fire yet. Nobody really got burned. They could have, right? People who are spending thousands upon thousands of dollars on Zach Wilson, you know, hoping, especially the ones who are hoping that they can sell it week two, week four, after he has a hot start and just make 15, 20, or 30% on it, um, you know, he could have been done for the year. And, you know, there was that, 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 couple of hours there where you're waiting for tests and stuff and and everybody was just assuming acl 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 um those folks didn't get burned yet i mean i kind of don't believe that he has a meniscus he has a tear he's gonna miss two weeks i mean unless he has the same doctor as tatis i mean i don't believe that but you know not all meniscus tears are the same you know yeah it's true but still once they get in there oftentimes when you get into a knee you see that it's, you know, you can't tell what it is internally until you're in there. So, you know, the fact that they're saying one to two weeks when they're doing, you know, it's arthroscopic, I know, but still. Um, point I'm making here is it could have been significantly worse for people. could have been significantly worse. Are they going to learn from that? Are people going to be like, oh, shit, you know, let me take some, let me take some chips off the table here on my Trevor Lawrence, on my Mac Jones, because, you know, football is, is one of those crazy, crazy things. Whether someone gets injured or not, the card value can go down a lot. This was one of those where I have a feeling, though, it's going the other way. I have a feeling people do not. People are like, oh, Zach Wilson is a god. <laughs> you know, you he, can't so? tear, he can't tear his ACL. I I'm not selling. People... I'm going to buy. I'm going to double down. If anybody so remember, either, remember on the backyard episode, you told Nick that um, Backyard Mac gave me tickets where on one side it was the way yeah. ticket, right? Unripped. He is non-ripped, so I couldn't <laughs> I Best thing ever. Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, all of these quarterbacks are holding losing tickets where they can't win. And here's what I'll explain. Short-term or long-term, short-term, they have a ton of injury risk. They have a ton of risk because they could just get benched. So that's right. short-term. Injury and uh, and not playing or not living up to standards. But long-term, they're holding cards of not even player-worn. Not even game-worn, I apologize. Player-worn. So they're not even holding a good asset. They're holding the shittiest asset of a guy who short-term might not perform and long-term is not a nice card. So let me ask you, all right, because you're in there with the backyard guys. You, you know, after we finish our show up, you know, you rub your whole body with Vaseline. You put on a backyard brakes bandana and you kind of run around your room pretending, right? So you're linked in to that, that world, that community. I, I don't do that, right? So, so tell me, are they buying these cards – with the hope to just flip them immediately? Like what is the young, you know, flip game person doing? Like somebody who's buying Trey Lance cards right now. 
Are they planning on having any of those Trey Lance cards next year? What here's, what I th- here's what I see. There's like this little posse. It's, it's like the JV Gary these. It's like the, they have their own iMessage group, and they're all influencers <laughs> with cameras. Yep. And anytime one of their buddies buys a sick card, they post it, and all their friends on their IG comments are like, sheesh, nice pickup. Sheesh, that's fire. Sheesh, gasoline tank. Sheesh, gasoline tank. They're all like pumping up like – and acting like to the common community that these are good buys, and they're just yep. trying to unload onto the what is it? Um, the stupid man's the greater fool theory. Is that right? Yes, that is well done. Where That's somebody a, we should start the stupid man theory. I like that one. That sounds a lot better. They're they're <laughs> using the hype of the upcoming season, their camera and their influencer crew, to create a market that isn't there. That's just the reality, dude. I sell cards all the, all day and whatnot. What these non-game worn cards are selling for compared to proven legends, proven greats, lower pop, nicer cards of people who've accomplished more. It's not even close, man. You're gonna look back, or these people are gonna look back and be like, I can't believe I paid. One of them's gonna win. It might be Matt Jones, but the other seven are gonna be losers, in my opinion. I love it. I, I think. I think you are uh, – I mean, I think you're probably right. But – Trevor Lawrence, dude? But what about the ones who picked the one out of seven? You know, like maybe these kids really don't have anything to lose. Maybe they got daddy's money. You know, maybe they just – you know, they're rolling the dice. And if they weren't doing this, they'd be doing it on something else. You know, and maybe they're, this is their way of making some money. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Even no good. And like No, I mean – Herbert is in a division with a Raiders team who's not very good, but then you have Russell Wilson and Mahomes. Like, if he's not damn near perfect, where do his prices even go? His prices are incredibly expensive as is. Even if he is perfect, it's very difficult to get through the gauntlet of the playoffs, right? And Mahomes has to go to the AFC Championship game, play MVP caliber football, maybe win a Super Bowl. Um, his prices have come down a little bit, though. I mean, right now, you, I think Herbert's prices are basically the same as Mahomes, and obviously Mahomes has done a lot. And that, by the way, in and of itself, is a learning lesson, right? Because Mahomes is losing a little bit of momentum. He hasn't really done anything to lose momentum. The dude's never played a road playoff game. I mean, <laughs> think about that for a second. I mean, he's only been awesome for his whole career. And yet he is, I don't want to say falling out of favor, but he's falling out of favor. You know, if you were to poll the kids now, you know, they think Herbert is set up to have a better year this year and they want to hold Herbert cards this year. But, I mean, you know, Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow's cards, I'm pretty sure right now, Joe Burrow is the highest price card in the weekly auction PWCC right now in RPA out of 99. National Treasure True RPA, I think, is, the, is currently the highest sale price. I think Burrow had one of those magical runs last year. I compared him to Dan Marino, right? where you get to the Super Bowl and you may never get back for your whole career because he does play for the Bengals. And while I love Jamar Chase, um, I don't think that Bengals team is anywhere near as good as you know a lot of these other teams in the AFC are. But it, it is a great learning lesson, I think, for people who want to hold cards for a little while and be in the hobby for a little while. And that lesson is that even as good as Herbert is, his team didn't even make the playoffs. As good as you know, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and, you know, Russell Wilson and all these guys are, right? It was Burrow who represented the AFC last year um, in the Super Bowl. And guess what? They almost didn't get out of the first round because the Raiders pushed them to the limit. 
because anything can happen. Remember that Raiders game against the against the the Bengals, where mm-hmm. it was Carr to like the goal line, and they caught it like you know a yard out. So I mean, you know, it, football is one of those weird. Bengals ones, won right? in overtime that game, right? Yeah, game of inches, what I would say, right? You know, I mean, it's it, it's it's a it's a lot of fun watching you know watching these guys. I think you've hit the nail on the head, but here's part of it, right? The hobby it draws in new folks because it's fun, because it's not baseball, right? And I think it's funny. You and I sit here, we talk about baseball dying in twenty years, and let's let's we'll jump into the PWCC stuff, but I think this is important, right? Give me the reasons why you think baseball is going to die. It's not clippable content, right? It's not fun. It's not easily digestible. It's not exciting. It's not all these things. I'll give you right? the number one. Go ahead. The number one is they don't have a superstar. They don't have someone that carries the torch. Right. So I will say that the hobby is a great microcosm for our argument of, um, of baseball dying. Right, we have we have people who carry the torch, but the people who are driving this hobby going forward are the Gary V's, uh, the Sasha T's, the people who are talking about that flip game. Right, if you didn't have that flip game, you'd have a lot less names, faces, you name it, talking about the hobby. And buying a mantle card and sitting on it for twenty years is not flippable content. Buying Babe Ruth. Buying dull stuff that looks like my Christmas tree, that's watching baseball. That's a boring 162-game season. Football and basketball, the clippable IG stuff, the overtime elite dunk-in-your-face stuff, that's these kids who are coming in now spending $100,000 on a Joe Burrow card, spending $100,000 on a Mac Jones finite black one-of-one. That's what makes it fun for you. That's why people are coming and flocking to the hobby. The wrong reasons. You know what you're doing right now? You're defending I'm not old baseball. Manic. I'm not you're defending baseball. You're a baseball fan. No, I mean here they're doing it so that their friends know that they have money. They're not doing it because it's a good investment. Well, you're yeah. doing it because you want your friends to know that you watch the games, bro. No, I'm doing it so I can take my mom, dad, and my sister to Plaudo Carmen, and we can rent a villa on the beach and no one. That's not true. Me. You could do that with you could do that with, with with vintage baseball cards too. Yes, I don't know the vintage market. You know, takes takes but, a bit to learn it. But I'm, I mean, it's vintage. also boring and not flashy. Nineties, not vintage. No, I mean, it's it's old. We <laughs> make me feel old, man. You don't even have a memory from the nineties. <laughs> Someone say, "Hey, Cage, tell me something that happened in the nineties." Like, oh, I can't remember. I could tell you what happened in the nineties. What are you talking about? I was old in the nineties already. That's why I can't call it vintage. It's not <laughs> vintage. By your nineties is vintage. Then I'm I'm ancient. I'm a relic. I'm an eighteen years ago, dude. Yeah, man, a lot of people wouldn't call 90s cards vintage cards. Like, I no think people would. would have a tough time calling, like, a PMG vintage. Well, so. no one would, but that's where I'm playing in because I don't know the – you know, the vintage vintage? Vintage is right for some weird shit because the cards are not numbered. So you could do some really interesting stuff with vintage. With exquisite or any of this stuff, you can't really mess with that card because people on Blowout Forum know <laughs> 44 out of 99. It's also it's- true. It's Those done this and this and this. No, but not every messing with it's the same. Not every steroid is the same. So what are you doing in the PWCC well, offering yeah. this week? Don't That's take a I rectangle mean. and make it a die cut. <laughs> That's reckoning. I have three, three there, there is a die cut, by the way. There's a nice die cut in this. this yeah? Week, so, yeah, nice die cut. Is it the 1997 Stars Kobe PSA 10? No, close. It's a Jordan, just like the Jordans you were buying. Oh. It's a 1998 vintage. A vintage, vintage 98 card. 
I'll get to well, it in a second. Let Tell me, me your place. Okay, real quick, guys. Yeah, shoot. I don't know if this is going to have any effect on card values, but the Man City team this season, and I've talked about it before. I said Halan's going to destroy. He's going to score a ton of goals. This Man City team is like no team you guys have seen in a long time. This team, one, they might go undefeated. They're going to break the scoring record. They're going to get more chances at goal than any team I've seen in maybe the last 25 years. Now, today, Halan didn't actually score. But there's a lot of Halan cards on auction. One being a Kaboom Road to Qatar PSA 10 Pop 2. Very interesting play. And if you want a team that's in soccer, there's there's not a lot of accidents at the end of the day. This team is stacked. This team is going to be in all the biggest tournaments. And this guy is going to have a ton of goals. And what also benefits you, I've been watching the Halan market. There's a lot of his cards for sale this week compared to the last few months and a lot of nice ones. So that's one market I urge you guys to take a look at. Hmm. All right. Listen, if we're going to go market-wise, what do you think about the F1 market right now? Um, I'll, I'll just make it simple. I don't watch it. I don't know the people or the players in it. So I would say the poster trial for this is Charles Leclerc. I mean, he started the season off hot, just like F1 started off hot. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the F1 market Ricky because Bobby. not Ricky Bobby, Charles Leclerc, right? So I mean, you know, this is this is you know, Ferrari. You Leclerc? Yeah, like Charles, Charles. You say is it Pam? 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 I actually watched How Big a Night the other Pam. day. It's, it's pretty Ricky, hilarious. Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby, shake and bake on the top of your mouth. Shake and shake and bake. Are you talking about the twenty-six out of fifty gold? El Diablo. I'm talking about a lot of stuff, but let's talk about it generally speaking, because I think the prices have come down a lot, just like Charles' cards have come down to earth. Because I mean, this is a guy who had a, a forty-six point lead over Verstappen and gone. Right. I mean, he started the season off so good. Um, his cards were. I mean, there were people selling his cards ridiculous prices. Uh, they timed them the right way. Um, but obviously he's lost his lead and, you know, Max is running like crazy, but this is a time where you could potentially buy his cards. Um, but you could spell it. It's L E C if you found them. Right. So, so you could buy his cards, not priced like they were in the beginning of the season when he looked like he was a runaway, you know, champ. Um, but he is young and maybe he wins a championship down the road and people are rewarded for buying his cards. A lot of big F1 cards, his Sapphire gold, his regular gold. There's an orange Max Verstappen. There's an aqua George Russell. There's a lot of cards that are selling for a, a huge discount um, to where they were just in the beginning of this you know this year. You can see you have them all up right in front of you. Everything I just named. Well, here's the right issue, Cage, and this is why I, I think the bigger lesson for me has been do, stay in a market you know. Mm -hmm. So you'll see here, this is already confusing because this is Tops 2020 mm -hmm. and this is Tops 2020, Tops Chrome. Yep. Both are card number four, right? Yep. But they're different cards. Yes. So I don't even know which one's preferred. Well, first of all, one you see what they're numbered out of, so you can get from there, right? Sure. I mean, I think one of them's out of 25 and one of them's out of 50. So this one's a gold. Up. This one's That's gold. gold. A, I think the orange. Gold. This is a gold. This is a gold. Both out of right, 50. Right, but one of them is one of them's sapphire. Right, one of them is the sapphire, which is obviously a much rarer release that people don't get. So that's that's why you know that's what you're looking at the sapphire. So, so you would get the sapphire gold over the regular gold. 
Yes. Even though the Sapphire Gold right now is actually trading at I like the Well, that's why. That's why I like the Sapphire better. Yeah. Uh, in this particular auction right now. People like the Sapphire because not everybody's able to get it. P I mean, a lot of people like the regular Chrome. Also. So let me ask you this, Cage. Shoot. Would you rather the Sapphire Orange out of 25 or would you rather the Sapphire Gold out of 50? I mean, it's interesting for tops, right? Because, you know, in, in Panini products, the gold's out of 10 and everybody chases the gold. We still chase the gold. I, I, it's funny. Um, th there's a reason why the prices are so similar, even though there's twice as many of them. There's more people who like the gold. Um, yeah. So I, I personally, I go with the gold because out of 50 is rare enough and I like gold. I love gold. Um, there's also a really nice uh, Lewis Hamilton auto. Weird. Auto number out of 58. Initial 2020 Topps Chrome uh, Hamilton auto. I think it's a BGS 8. It's the first Topps Chrome issue. Um, there's not a lot of Hamilton autos. I know it's sticker, you know, which is not the greatest thing on earth. But, you know, he just finished second in the last race, too. So, you know, lots of fun. Um, he's still doing it at a high level. Um, you know, came in second last year. But 4,300. This is a Topps Chrome variation. Yes. So the sitting down, the different poses there are like SPs. But I like that one, but there's an autograph one of him also. 2020 Topps Chrome uh, Hamilton Auto out of 58. If you just put Hamilton 58, it'll probably show up, I think. But look at this. Look at this arbitrage. This one's 4,300 in BGS 9.5. Mm -hmm. This one's 1,100 in a PSA 9. I mean, it, it should show you also that, you know, the BGS ones, the BGS 9.5, it's got good subs. Wow. They ton of Hamilton here. available. A lot of Hamilton. A lot of Hamilton. Wow. But this anyway, so two this pages. Was, this was why F1 stuck out to me on this particular auction, right? Because there's so much in this auction. I'm using your strategy, right? Of like, look at what there is. There might not be this many F1 cards ever again in a PWCC weekly. And that money, you know, that F1 money is going to be spread around. And that's 2021. So, you know, they sell for significantly Cage, less. what do you think of the old gold purple refractor? <laughs> the gold purple. <laughs> the old they went a little, they went a little nuts. Combo. Like 2021, they did the same thing. You know, they, they went nuts. This is what I was warning people about with F1. If you go back to our content, where people were going nuts for the F1 stuff, and I said there will be more releases. And when there's more releases and they keep the printing machines going, like the Duke brothers in trading places – the prices of the original stuff is it's going to come down also because part of what was there's the card part of what was you know Yuck. was yeah and part of what was making the cards you know fly in value was there just wasn't enough there wasn't enough for any level of collector to get they all had to fight over that one series of chrome they all had to fight over you know one one dynasty but now they have multiple sets multiple years but anyway you just saw that one there hey, um, I, bgs free advice Hire the HGA custom slab designer, custom label designer, so there's no longer white, ugly labels on your slabs. Just a piece of advice. I mean, it works. Listen, what you would what, buy this card cage with this white label? What the Hamilton? Yeah, with this white label, you like this? This yeah, gorgeous twenty-one thousand dollar card cage yeah. with this white label that says Beckett right here. Yeah, I would okay. just because there's not that many of these. And you would keep it in this label? Um, for now, yeah. It's it's crazy how something like this small could ruin a card. I have a feeling that the folks at Beckett are probably going to be doing something about that white label soon. Well, they listen because to our universally, show. Universally, I don't know anyone who likes it. 
You know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, next year's national, they'll spend thousands of dollars to put up all these signs, but it's not really their new labels. It's just well, it's just uh, appearing. Yeah, being mean. But it's all right. Listen, I mean, you know, some would say they deserved it. Um, couple fun ones that I want to go through, and then I want to hear your strategy. And I actually have I have a strategy for this auction. I was gonna just buy a bunch of stuff myself, and but you know what I said? I'm usually I come in here and I talk about high price stuff. What's the matter? You you have you have to fart? Go ahead, let it go. There we go. Good job. You had that fake slick. I shouldn't tell people my strategy. What's the matter? No. What the hell are we here for then? To okay, so <laughs> I'll give some some stuff, right? I'm not gonna try to say Ken Sugimori's name, the artist of Charizard. If you're a Pokemon fan, there's a '97 Pokemon Japanese Team Rocket Hollow Dark Charizard signed by the Charizard artist. Highest grade example. Um, not exactly the cheapest thing in the world, but there's not a lot of these signed. Um, so that's out there. Um, he always draws a little Pikachu on it, right? In football, that's Pikachu. There, there, there's in football. So he's got a little. It's like that's mimic you. Um, the in 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 football, there's a Herbert. We talked about this 2020 Panini flawless bronze Justin Herbert RPA out of six BGS nine, right? Um, I would say that this is a cool card. You want, you want me to help you find it? It's Panini Flawless Bronze, Justin Herbert. Now, look at that. You got it on the left there. It's not a shield. This is what you'd call a laundry tag. And what folks say is next to the shield, the laundry tags are next. You're an expert in laundry tags. Tell folks why you decided to spend more money on a laundry tag card than you have on any other card in a long time. I'm an idiot. I didn't do any research. And I overpaid <laughs> for Mahomes one on one. No, that's a cool card. You didn't overpay. I think I've overpaid. I wanted it. You think you think it's a good deal? Yeah, I like the car. I like your laundry tag, and that that Herbert one's a pretty cool one, also. Out of six, little laundry tag. Um, yeah, that's a cool card, man. It's a cool signature. I like that card. Well, I went on eBay and I I searched this card just to see. There's a, he has like three one of ones. He has this laundry tag. He has a Nike laundry tag. He has a laundry tag from his fourth birthday, his fifth birthday, his sixth birthday, Listen, his seventh birthday. We talked about this with Jason Kuntz. That if Trevor Lawrence has a thousand one of ones, does he have any one of ones? And that's part of the problem, right? Um, so this we'll is get still to- my favorite pickup ever. Why? This is from the well, first because this is a first tops gold. Nice. And, and who is that, Matt Jones? This is Mike Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> and it's numbered to four ninety nine. Usually they're numbered to the the year they were made, but I think the first year they only numbered them to four ninety nine. And this is the highest ever graded. Ooh, Tom Brady, highest. Look at this guy; he's a Brady collector. Look at all you Brady guys out there up in Boston, up in the Northeast. You're jealous. Andrew has a better card than you. First, I'm so surprised. So you have Trey Lance, Herbert, <laughs> Burrow, all of these guys. I mean, we could go down the list: Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones. But no one's buying Brady anymore. For some reason, like, I mean, they'll buy him. They'll, they'll buy him after week eight when it looks like he's going to the MVP in the Super Bowl. But he's not flashy, man. He's, he's not, you know, there's the upside is minimal on him. Sure, there's still some upside, but there's no like, I'm going to buy a Brady car right now for 100 grand and sell it for 150 in two weeks. That's what they think is there on Trey Lance and Trevor, Trevor Lawrence and all the other fun guys. So three basketball cards that I want to hear your strategy. I'll tell you my strategy. They run the gamut. Here's one you're going to like. 1998 
Upper Deck Superpowers Quantum Gold Die Cut. Michael Jordan out of 50. At the 50. That card is sick. Pop yeah. two. Pop, Pop two. two. Yeah. I know that card. Yeah. You're going to buy it's it? Well, no, it's in the 4,000s. It's expensive, but it is yeah, a cool card. card. You don't see too many really cool of these things, right? Um, real condition sensitive, as Andrew knows, because he has now become a buyer of Michael Jordan die cut cards. There's not a lot of Jordan 90s cards that are actually numbered, believe it or not, and let alone a PSA 10. And then you like the whole gold thing wasn't a 90s thing. It came. And from- the people who bought, who people who collect Jordan, that they really hammer home numbered 90s Jordans. They're not. They're very uncommon. Even the inserts are not numbered. So uh, yeah, I like that card a lot. That was on my watch list. They only started doing the second half of the of the decade too, because you know the inserts that I collected in my teens. You know, you're scoring kings, you're powering the key. Those things, numbered cards didn't exist. I didn't have numbered cards. Um, a 2006 exquisite collection LeBron James patch auto out of 100 BGS eight and a half. Um, you know, I like are- it. Dude, I like that decade. I like, for opportunity's sake, I think maybe 1998, but like 2000 to 2010 is a very interesting decade. Remember, after 2008, LeBron does not have any licensed patch autos. So, you know, this is one where it doesn't carry the price tag. It's not cheap. It doesn't carry the price tag of the 03s and even the 04s. This is an 06. It's a cool, chunky uh, LeBron patch auto. If you want to take a look at it, uh, this is 06 exquisite collection. Cool card, gorgeous, right? Gorgeous card. And uh, you know that's got a nice. It's got a nice patch. Take a look. If you zoom in, look at the patch. Look at that. You know the lettering on it. It's kind of cool. Beautiful right? card. So Absolutely beautiful card. And then Andrew's favorite. My last card for you guys. Andrew will put these above everything else. Above golds. Above precious metals. Above you name it. It is the infamous. Panini White Sparkle. There is a 2019 Prism White Sparkle Zion rookie. One of the rarest, one of the hardest to find Prism parallels that came out of only White Sparkle packs. It doesn't I mean, look things, good, Cage. These like, White Sparkle packs, I think you have to be like in a forest and catch a unicorn pooping, and they, they, they poop White Sparkle packs. I think that's the only way to get these things. Um, so this is it. Check it. You don't like these. You don't like white sparkles. Hey, does anyone look at this and be like, this is a nice design? <laughs> a lot of people do. People like these. I, I, they're allegedly out of 20, but I don't think they're numbered. Another thing that the white sparkle has going for it. Do you, you remember Stone Cold Steve Austin Cage? Yes. When he would drink a beer and then go. <laughs> That's what the Panini employees do to get these to white sparkle. <laughs> they spit on them? Well, I wouldn't call that spit. Spit is direct. This is more like. <laughs> You know, right. you, you guys remember the he had beer and he's like, <sighs> so yeah. that's what they do, and they just lay the cards out on the ground. And- I thought they they just they throw the cards down and they let LeBron do the chalk, like, and then no, that would actually be kind of cool. That'll be game used. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. It'll be almost game used, like right before the game used, pre-game used, pre-game, pre-game used. warm-up shorts, pre-game used. So give me a strategy, and then I will walk everyone through mine. By the way, one card that I was looking at. I hope I don't kill. Andrews, you know, bargains, whatever this is, under two thousand um, dollars. There is a cool, it's a sticker auto, but it's got you know the whole name. Two thousand thirteen Panini Crusade Giannis Apprentice signatures in full PSA signature. ten, full signature, like a really nice, cool looking card from Panini Crusade. It's just one, I, you know, I scrolled through 
as many listeners as I could over a five-hour period because, damn, there's a lot of cards in here. That was one that stuck out um, to me and and not that expensive. So what are you doing in this auction, or should, should I just – This is good. Thank you. And let's do this together. Let's do it in, in a team. Let's not be combative. Let's be – Yes, let's do it. Come, not so combative. Charlie Munker talks about this concept of inverse thinking. Mm-hmm. So inverse thinking is in, – the concept is instead of saying, you know, how do you make more money? You mm-hmm. actually solve for how do you not make more money and list out all those things that you would do and not do them. Spend too much on, on depreciating assets, go out to eat, alcohol, all you could list them. But how do you not make good investments in sports cards? Okay. One, in my opinion, is by ultra modern stuff with a ton of parallels. I think 2018 on, I, I think you're screwed anywhere you put your money. Ooh. Because what's going to happen is even if you hit the best guy and the best card, there's all of this opportunity cost of these. Have you seen the new parallels? It's called Lucky Envelopes, Cage. You've, yes. you've seen that? I've seen Lucky Envelopes, yes. What the fuck is an un- hey, Lucky Envelope? Easy, easy. So, so how do you not make money? is by investing in ultra modern. How else do you not make money? Is you find high risk, low reward opportunities. No, I mean, dude, is are you, have you seen Dragon Scale or Elephant Prism? <laughs> Elephantitis. I saw that on Lamello's balls. Yeah. So you say what my strategy is? I'll tell you what my strategy is not. Uh-huh. It's not ultra modern with all of these crazy parallels. That you don't know which one's going to be the winner. And inevitably, even if there's a winner, that winner is going to take away from all the other ones. It's like when you have too big of a menu, no matter what you order, you're kind of unhappy. They've done t- studies on this, people. It's called. So that's number one. And then finding high risk, low reward opportunities. I think oftentimes, like a Jalen Hurts, high risk, low reward. You want to buy that high risk, low no, reward? No, you do not want to buy high risk, low reward. Kevin Porter Jr., high risk, low reward. I mean, listen, Lucky Envelope shouldn't scare you away for three, four, however many years now. They've had a Pandora's box prism parallel in Optic. Did you know that? No. (laughs) I saw somebody pull a Tom Brady yesterday. It shouldn't scare you. I understand what you're saying, but this goes back to the whole, um, you know, the hobby screwed. Because if if 99% of what people who came into this hobby over the last two or three years are buying is all worthless and going to be, you know, something that no one should be buying, well, then 99% of the people in the hobby are going to lose their shirts and leave. And then what do we, what do we have in two years? I don't, that's a big leap because 2018 on is, is shit product. Doesn't mean that pre 2018 is bad product. Like there's a ton of people who are buying up 2012 to 2015 prism. I think that's a great buy. A lot of people are buying 2000 to 2010 game used patch autos exquisite in that year even if it's non non rookie so i don't think the hobby screwed i think ill informed investors and flippers are screwed so inversion theory is don't look at what's going to succeed look at what's going to fail and don't do it and try to avoid it right so what you're saying is is that to the folks out there who are doing it one way and that is going real heavy on ultra modern everyone's doing that it's likely that it's probably going to fail um, because everybody's trying to just make a quick buck on it. And it's being so mass produced 
that even one of ones aren't rare. Correct. Okay. I get it. I, I, I honestly don't have much to say negative about that. But remember, I'm the guy who posts a very bland looking vintage Christmas tree of cards. So I don't have really much in the way of ultra modern stuff anyway. Jeez, so. Even like, don't look. Please. Mm-hmm. First, well, you don't have enough, but like sure. a Curry 2017 mm-hmm. Prism Gold PSA 10. What do you think that card should sell for? Uh, PSA 10 base prism, like actual prism, like not like a parallel, not like one of like gold, a, true like gold, a, like splash or whatever. True um, gold. 2017 prism. Hmm. Uh, between a thousand and twenty five hundred dollars, dude. That's a twenty thousand dollar card. Nice. That's gold my point. That's my point. Like those types of cards are so LeBron's. Like a twenty seventeen PSA ten LeBron is like twenty thousand bucks. People love Steph right now, and people love the gold, and I think I understand why. So I have a different take, right? I mean, like I would love. And it's going to be more than 20 grand, but I'd love a 2012 Prism Gold, but not not just because it's Steph, because it's the first year of Golds and the whole Correct. deal. But but there are people who can't they can't get the 2012s. They go for the 13s. Can't get the 13s. Go for the 14s. And then and it's a sliding scale all the way down. And remember, those true Golds is only 10 per year. That's his what sixth or seventh year of Gold. So now you're only talking about 70. There's only you know Prism. There's only going to be probably you know well we'll see what happens with Panini. But, you know, somebody like Steph has 10 of those per year. It's tough. People fight over those, you know. So I get why people are paying for them. Those have become sort of like, you know, chased cards, the, the, the prism golds, the straight golds. But not, not like the optic splash gold if they have that or, you know, I mean, then it becomes there's too many golds. I, I think it's like – don't confuse value versus worth. Don't confuse what something costs versus something what something's worth. Like I know right now those cards are what people are chasing, and that's like mm-hmm. the final straw. Mm-hmm. But in reality, those cards are stupid fucking cards. Sorry to hear. <laughs> it's okay. They're non-rookie. They're his like 14th year card. And the only reason is right now because someone, like you said, can't get the 2012 or get yeah, his other I mean, stuff. But there's I a mean, chase. You don't like it, just like I personally didn't love PMG cards. So, but think about that. Michael Jordan PMG Red sells for over half a million dollars now. I wish I would have bought one. I wish but I bought five. It's one set. But it's but it, it's one set. There were there were several PMGs that have come after that. There were PMGs, two of them that year, another one the year after, and then there are retro PMGs now, which I know don't count. The whole, don't there was count. another one. You say they don't count, but at the but well, think about that, years, right? Fifteen years later, but that's dude. one set. It's one set. Okay, so just do the math. Also. The Jordan card, you said, oh, that's Steph Curry. That's his 12th year card, the 2017, right? It's actually, you know, his ninth year card. The Jordan card from 2007, I mean, from 1997, it's also, that's like a 12th or 13th year card for him, right? So now you have that parallel. And you're right, it's one set. But but by the time the 2017 gold prism came out, true prism, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, that's 70 total prism golds. That's yeah. that's less than there are of PMGs for Jordan. I think that is the only thing that's helping hang on for the Curry. But in reality, that's there is some logic and rationale math to that. Mm-hmm. But the emotional side is we know that that's not true. 
Because we Why? know that, just stay with me. We know that 2012 Prism is truly out of 10. Mm-hmm. 2013, fine. But then we know that there's like all of these other gold with like an asterisk parallels. So I think what you're trying to say is this, right? Just like the 2017 is a downgraded version of the 2012, right? Just like the 2017 base, there, there then becomes more downgraded versions of the gold for him. Right, the insert golds, the optic golds, the you name it golds out of ten, blah 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 blah. Right, Kaboom gold. whereas the PMGs I thought Kaboom don't was PMG. I'm with you. Well, listen, like, you can compare you compare everything to it, right? Because that's what about the, Elite Dunris? Do we, people even talk about Elite Dunris? The goal is, anymore? I mean, listen, PMGs when they came out were not. I mean, they were not this, you know, exalted thing. And I think part of what we're doing, you know, now is, you know, there's supposed to be some fun, some chase, some enjoyment in the hobby. And if you're going to take away the the ultra modern flip game from people. I didn't take it away. That's what you you are. You took it away. Took it away you with ultra modern flip game. Irresponsible printing. You also can't take away the I whole like. Let's look for the next PMG. Let's find you know whether it's Kabooms or downtowns or whatever it is. Like there are different fun ways of playing I've, this. I've hobby said game. Let's look you're in. You're, no, no, that's what people are doing. I, what I'm saying to you is. There are people who have fun in this hobby, right? They 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 try to flip ultra modern stuff. You're telling them now they can't do that. There is another sector of people that are looking for what that next iconic PMG type card is going to be, whether it's Kabooms or Downtowns or Golds. You're now telling them they can't do that either. Two right? options for the next PMG, which mm-hmm. the next anything is the stupidest way to lose money. That's See, you're that should be on my <laughs> list of things not to do. Don't look for the next anything. Don't so, look for the next LeBron. Just draft the best player in that draft class. That was one of the things that I didn't agree with. Cajun Cardboard is like the next Giannis. There might not even be the next Giannis. So listen, you've done you've gone down a road now of a bunch of things for everybody listening to this to not do, which I love. I think it's great when you have these episodes. Don't buy anything past 2018 and don't look for the next big thing. What should they be doing? Because I have an answer. Well, how come the Munger inversion theory that was not coined by me, who by a guy who's literally a billionaire? Right, but that's a theory. So so now tell Tell folks what to do in the Inversion thinking is real. This is how he built his entire okay, business. All right. You're still not answering the question. Asking you, using that inversion theory and telling people what they should be buying based on that is you can't answer that by saying inversion theory. Okay. Inversion I would, theory is real. I would okay, look for 1994 to 2014 of cards that are truly scarce. Okay. Scarce, right. which means demand exceeds supply. Okay. okay. Truly scarce. 1994 to 2014, 2016, of guys with solidified track records. And then on that scale is if you want to add a little bit more risk, someone with a solidified track record, but upside. Curry, Giannis, Kawhi, Anthony Davis. Ooh. Anthony Davis is now this is inversion on the dollar. <laughs> He fits into that 2012 criteria. What could go wrong, Anthony Davis? Well, but what could go right? It's very true. At his best, he's a top five, top ten player in the league. He's priced right now like a top 100 player. So I am with you. I'm with you. 
I'm with you. I, think I get paid nothing for this, Luca Nation. Enjoy a, free content. I'm putting this shit behind a Patreon. There's <laughs> there's a lot of actually good tidbits in there, right? And I think where I'm going to go with it is this, right? Let's try to use what we have to our advantage. And I'm not just come at you and tell you, oh, go buy the Joe Burrow card for like, hundreds of thousands. <laughs> I get you going. The Half his right foot is off the screen. Literally. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you what I'm doing in this particular auction. And then I'm going to not do it so that I give you guys an opportunity to. Or I'm going to take advantage of a bunch of stuff. So, number one, in, um, in the last two years, last 18 months, people graded a lot of cards with PSA. Right? We all know this. This is 100% out there. Michael Jordan is probably the one who's been graded more than anybody else. Um, and also, PSA. That was has... a good post, by the way, by PSA, right? That's the post you're referencing? Mm-hmm. Most. Mm-hmm. And so basketball was like a two-three split, retired versus. Uh, mm-hmm. And top. football was all active, yeah. Football was all active. So Michael Jordan's cards are graded the most, um, and also for the last, I don't have the data. We can have Gem Gem rate on. I'm sure they will confirm this. Um, but you know, a couple years ago, uh, ten was a ten, and for the last two years, those tens are now nines, and maybe even eights. All right. So what I did was this, and you can do this with me if you like, right? Because right now there are 104 Michael Jordan PSA 9 cards in this auction, right? And, and 50 of them, 50 of them don't have a bid. Don't have you're, a bid. You're a cocksucker. Why? What's the matter? Is this what you're planning on doing? This is what I've been doing. Buying Michael Jordan PSA 9s? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to tell you where I would like to play on these, right? Dude, so look at if you're listening to this episode. I apologize. <laughs> look at the cert numbers on these. I'm not telling you to go out there and buy the 1989 Hoops All Star ones. You can, right? If you want to buy the twenty, thirty dollar ones, they're fine too. Um, and, and there is a strategy there of you know finding ones that are rarer and still cheap. Um, I'll give you a, a, an example, right? So there is. A 98 Upper Deck MJX Michael Jordan PSA 9 um, that doesn't even have a bid yet. And uh, it's a really cool card. It's got a, um, a cert that starts with a 6. And it's uh, probably something that would have created a 10 had it been sent in before this most recent gold rush. There's the Barcelona Olympics cards. Have one bid at PSA 9. You know, your, your Skybox you know, him with his Olympic team, with his dream team. There's a couple of other cool ones, too, if you want to, you know, stretch it past the $10. The 1992 Topps Gold Michael Jordan, right? The 50-point club, he's shooting, he's got a gold. 13 bucks PSA 9, with a very recent cert. Um, there's a really cool one with him in his baseball uniform from 94 SP insert. It's the Central Region one, um, you know, wearing a Chicago White Sox jersey, also sitting right now, as we talk, at $14. Um, Nat Turner, you know, he did some, some PR during national. He sat down with, you know, the content machine that is Jeff Wilson, not with the, the car ladder guys who are actually under the, um, collector's universe umbrella (laughs) sat down with Jeff Wilson and he gave an interview and the interview he gave, (laughs) he gave an interview to Jeff Wilson and talked about how the pricing is going to come down, which is good news for everyone. Said it's probably not going to come down to 18 bucks, but in August, September, price of of PSA stuff is going to come down again because they are now two 
two, you know, buildings open and, you know, they're open in Jersey as well. And, you know, they're able to grade, I think, 50,000 cards a day or some crazy number. Um, I would take a chance with that Topps Gold 92. I crack it out and send it back into these guys. I would take a chance with some of these cards. But if you feel like gambling, if you feel like spending a little bit of money, right? If you get up to like the third or fourth page of these Jordans, by the way, four pages in, and it's still $19 for his 1994 SP Hollow View Blue, which is a cool card from when I, you know, I was buying. Luca Nation, um, you, your giveaway box, gone. You're welcome. Thanks <laughs> to Keith. You know, this the 91 Upper Deck buying? Award winner holograms. I mean, that's a nice one. Baseball ones. I mean, all these hollow views and holograms sitting there. But if you get up to, you know, like the fifth page finally of these cards, you're going to see there's a 94 Finest Refractor, Michael Jordan. It's sitting at 500 bucks, $500, PSA 9. No, PSA 9. And a recent cert. This card is probably something that would have graded a 10, right? Next to it is the 2004 SPX winning combo jerseys. Are they game used from 2004? It's LeBron and Michael Jordan in a PSA 9. There are no 10s of this card, right? And it's sitting at $210, $210. Just to give you guys context, I was bidding on a very similar card last week. I let it get away. It was a Kobe LeBron, Kobe in the blue jersey. It ended around $450. Dual patch, right? Game use patches. Yeah, dual patches. Yeah. Game use patches. So I mean, ended last week. Kobe, LeBron, right around four fifty. A very recently graded six three cert of the big men skybox Z force big men on that's, court PSA nine. It's like more expensive. Up Khaled Cage's alley, right there. Yeah, you know how much I love big men. So anyway, guys, it's why did you do this? Because this was what I was looking at as like a play here. I couldn't believe that there were so many PSA nine recently graded. Michael Jordan cards that didn't even have any bids. It's crazy. I thought you only buy Kobe. Hope you flip your bike and knock your two front teeth out. <laughs> the lion's den. What? You were planning on buying a bunch of, of these? Get out of here. Selfish. No, you weren't. There's a hundred of these things. Yeah. What do you think I'm doing? I don't know. I, I thought mean, you were, I thought I mean, you're moving more, into better stuff. Now. I mean, I more product than like... Johnny Depp and Blow, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, now now you're going to have some competition from Luga Nation who listens to this episode and gets value. Let me show you, Cage. How about these two golds? What do you think about the LeBron first step Panini prism PSA 10? (laughs) I didn't even know that existed. How about the go hard and then go inside? These are are not the the, the regular gold. It's not what I'm going to call the true gold. So, yeah. I mean, it's like your Dwayne Wade card that nobody wants. Not true gold. Oh, that's just gone, bro. You sold it. Yeah. Good for you. I sell everything, man. I'm just trying to move product. <laughs> I sell it all. I sell everything. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, there's a lot of cool stuff in the in the PWCC auction. I just did Michael Jordan PSA nine. You know, if you wanted to look for Michael Jordan PSA eights and really upset Andrew, you can. There's 53 of them. Nothing will upset me more to than this. And this is why you guys should Uh-oh. use PWCC and nobody else ever. <laughs> oh, what? I bought a $20 card on eBay. Another <laughs> perfect card for the giveaway box. You know, love you guys. Love the whatnot. Shoot me of this little giveaway box. Ken Griffey Jr. Tops Chrome PSA 10. It's a great card for a giveaway. That's a right? cool card, yeah. 20 bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll pay five bucks for shipping. These guys charge $10 for shipping and handling. And handling. That means shipping, $5 to USPS, and $5 to put it inside of a bubble mailer. 
and pull off the, the strap and put it back, put it on. This is why PWCC is the best. You buy, then you pay. It's in your vault, and you ship it all at once. I get sh- I've got shipments the last five weeks. Last five weeks, I'm paying between a dollar and a dollar fifty per card shipping. Think about that. You get fifty cards. You pay fifty bucks, seventy five bucks in shipping. You're paying a dollar fifty per card. You buy on eBay. You buy those same exact cards. You're paying tax and shipping on every single one of those cards. So your twenty dollar card becomes thirty two dollars instead of your twenty dollar card becoming twenty two dollars. I just got a, a payment request. I'm not lying to you. Piss me off. A payment request. Like, hey, you haven't paid for this. And I'm like, well, I bought a $20 card that ended up being 33 bucks. So I'm paying 66% in shipping and handling. It's, it's, it's stupid. Listen, we are over an hour. To my man, Jeff, you know who you are listening to this. That was a nice run we gave you. What we was have that people- little shot at uh, PSA and Jeff Wilson and Card Ladder? Can you explain yourself? There was no shot. You, were you awake for when we had um, – the card letter guys are on our episode of um, of um, the yeah. National Treasure series. Yeah. So By they the way, mentioned that people love when the card letter guys are on. It, it is. It's amazing, and it's because they're honest, and because they they tell it like it is. I think, um, and yeah, man. I mean, those those, those they, they have. It, it was what I said, right? And that it, it's exactly the lead, and right. What I said to them was they have their finger on the pulse of the hobby like no one else does because not only do they do that weekly show and um, people reach out to them and tell them stories and ask them questions and you name it, but they're also they have all the data and they're in it. I mean, that's what they're doing. That you know, when when auctions end, they're updating their data in real time, basically, to, to you know to give you what's going on. You know, they have they have a pulse of the market like no one else has, which was why. They found it odd, I think, that, you know, the content from the national that PSA was doing wasn't with them because no one has a pulse like they do. And they mentioned it, not me. You know, (laughs) I hope I'm not getting them in trouble. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know what they were talking about. And then I went and looked it up and I saw that post, which is relevant here because, you know, people like you who like crack. You know, if pricing of gradings comes down a little bit, if it starts to come down, you know, I mean, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be a real market for crack. You said crack a lot this week, by the way. <laughs> I have. No, I have. Yeah, and you have too. Luca Nation. I hope you guys are enjoying the National Treasure series. Um, can I tell you a secret? Tell me. I miss these. I like yeah, the National Treasure on series. I like when we get to talk. What was going on with you with Jason, dude? You were like half asleep that episode. It was like 11.30 at night yeah, on a work day. We don't work. We're entrepreneurs. <laughs> I do work. We're I entrepreneurs. I was definitely yawning. I was. But he is interesting, though. He's got a lot of cool stories. People love that episode also. You get a lot of good comments on that. A little more braggadocious than National Treasures if you look at the guests, you know? I, I did. I've been going to the national longest record. I've bought the most Giannis Prism. Says Cajun cardboard. <laughs> our, our did. Are, they're coming on and flexing. They're white sparkling all over our screens. I mean, look at <laughs> gross. I, I mean, oh man. Uh, speaking of, take a look at my story before it disappears. The, the football one, the play-by-play analysis one. Take a look at that one. Oh, right there, the kicker. One. The well, kicker one stands yeah. right in there, but dude, I mean, it's tough. When you're stands right in there, and takes it. right in there, and delivering his face. Delivering. The guys, 
And the guys come in to try to block you. What block was you. that guy saying? Oh my god, that was weird. Anyway, um, listen, I can flex too. I mean, I was looking at my pictures today, and nobody was buying more Devontae Graham than me. Nobody. It's just, you know, do you really want to flex that? I mean, well, here's like- the kicker, right? Let's say you're Giannis, you buy a 250, it goes to 500. You buy Devontae for 10, it goes to 50. Who I'll would you buy- rather have? <laughs> I was buying for ten dollars. I was getting fifty of them. You know, we had the card ladder guys on, and and Josh said something very smart that I can then connect it to the NFT space. And remember, I said, well, "What happens when I buy something that I think is a good deal, but now the card ladder value drops?" What did he mm-hmm. say? Do you remember? He said, "That's going to happen to you a lot, Andrew, because you buy the wrong thing all the time." He said, "We'll go to eBay and say, well, the lowest one listed is X.'" What's yeah. the floor price? That What's we the find floor out? price? If you're going to go buy one and you can't buy mine, how much are you going to have to pay to go get one? So instead of comps, and if you land is floor price land, right? So they don't go like, what's the last sold? They're like, what's the, the what's the floor price? It was just interesting. By the way, a card you guys should take a look at is the 20, 2002 Ring of Honor Tom Brady. I can't make any sense of this card. The auto? No. That card, the, the auto is insane. Is insane. But look. So I'll, I'll bring it up, and this will we'll, we'll end with this. 2002 Brady Ring of Honor, okay? Mm-hmm. First, your top's chrome, correct, Cage? Say yes or no. Is this a chrome card? It's 02? Yes. I think, yes, I think it's his first year of chrome, yes. First year chrome. I bought this at uh, Mealy Pops table at National, mm-hmm. so I started doing research. You remember this card? Yeah, I remember you buying it. Yep. First year you a good deal. Too. It was a great negotiation. He's like, okay, it's this. You're like, I'll give you this. He's like, okay, but, but just because it's you. <laughs> that was the end of that. Well, he overcharged me, but we're talking about it later. <laughs> How many PSA 10s do you think are there of that card? 2002 Topps Chrome Ring of Honor. Um, 100. 49. All right. That's that's not a lot. Nope. Now, so there's the black refractor from that year. The P, There's 13 PSA 10s. $45,000 card. And then there's the Ring of Honor refractor. There's pop one PSA 10 out of 100. That's a $93,000 card, $60,000 card. So let's go to the base. The base right now, the base Ring of Honor, Pop 49, $169.50 was the last sale. Is it because the Ring of Honor is just like everything else, like another like subset? It's not like the true card. It's like buying the Splash or the T-minus. Or, you know, something else sure. from... But there's only one. So there's the base Topps Chrome. Uh-huh. And then there's the Ring of Honor. There's the Black Refractor. And then there's the Ring of Honor Refractor. That's it. That's your Topps Chrome set for 2002. I... Okay? Yeah. I get Whereas... They also did it other years, right? Because I know the auto, there's one in this auction. It's in 04. Yes, they did do 2004 uh, Ring of Honor as well. Higher production, but yes. Hmm. Interesting. I got a question to ask you because we're, well, you might as well because I think it, you know, it ties back into the PWCC stuff, into this auction. It ties into what you're saying. Maybe it takes it home. I'm sorry, Jeff. Please don't have a heart attack. We're up to 70 minutes. There are people who run. You know, there are people who run, and uh, you know, they, as long as the episode is, that's what they do, right? They run for a lengthy episode. Why does Immaculate not get the love of everything else, right? So if I were to ask you like a, a true RPA out of 99 for like National Treasures or even Flawless of like 2018 Luca. Right? We know what you know what the high price ones are for National Treasure RPA or JA, you know, the National Treasure's out of 99. But if you type in Immaculate 
rookie patch auto out of 99, and you look at the top two that are on here, there's a Ja and a Luca. Take a look at what they sell for. Yeah, but because, dude, we don't really care about the name. Like, because there's Colossal, there's Flawless, there's National Treasures, there's Immaculate. Those are four premium patch products. Don't even, we don't have to talk about Spectra, which is also, uh, they have RPAs. Select, I think, has RPAs. So you could just change the name, but we're not like idiots. The hobby's smart. Every time you add this high end kind of, um, parallel or not parallel the set just like it looks identical to national treasures you well these don't so take a look at the immaculate if you just type in in the search term immaculate patch 99 yeah there's a job but Why you know what you know what looks very different? different from national treasures it's thirty four hundred dollars the price is different yeah so i guess where i'm going with this is if you're making my argument for me that wow it looks just like the national treasures and it's the true rpa out of 99 and you know this is this is what people are are, are looking for you know are you going to spend a hundred thousand dollars or thirty four hundred the luca by the way there's one it's a psa 8 out of 99 also nice two color patch from 2018 it's uh there's five psa 8 and three graded higher that jaw will look at there's none higher than the psa 9 the luca's 3200 bucks and it's a rookie patch auto out of 99 so i i guess where i'm going with that is mm. Is this part of what your theory is? You know, the part of the what could go wrong, right? Like that that if there's so many of these versions, nothing's really rare. But, you know, it, it, the stuff that's gonna gonna maintain are the ones that people have anointed. That national treasure, true out of ninety nine RPA, is the one you go after, and the rest that of them are gonna hot. be garbage. That one screwed, you say? Yeah. How come? So, so that it's not that that Luca's underpriced. It's the national treasure just overpriced. Mm. That that's overpriced too. That's not a game worn, and it, it might even be his mom who signed it. So you have a picture of Luca with player warm jersey signed by his mom. Look at this, man. The hard hitting analysis from Andrew. This is not $3,200 because it's immaculate. It's $3,200 because the auto is signed by Luca's mom, and They're it is not us, game used. They're it's just player us. worn. At least he wore it. Yes, at least he put it on <laughs> to walk his dog. Wait, no, dude. I'm going to let you take it home. I'll mute it. Why are they duping us? And why is that <laughs> Don't bad? Mute me. No, I get so scared. I get so scared. <laughs> no, dude, I've explained it. This whole episode has been an expl explanation. I just don't think collecting cards is as rocket science as we, as we think it is. I think that we all know the shenanigans, the hanky-panky that's being played. We didn't even talk about BCCE who is basically a business run by kindergartners. Um, it's just joke. But, like, dude, it's not rocket science. Don't buy stuff that there's infinity of. Don't buy RPAs where the guy didn't even wear the stuff in a game. Like, it, I don't know. Buy this, the youngest, the card that's as close to the youngest player on it as possible. Rookie well, card. guys, we have hard-hitting research here from Andrew. He has given you two. Not one, but two things you have never heard before and you may never hear again in this hobby. You ready for it? I'm distilling um, down almost 80 minutes of content here from Andrew to two things. Number one, he wants to make sure that you do your own research. And number two, that you buy what you love. Hard-hitting research. I, $760, Cage. 
This is a game-worn jersey by Michael Jordan, numbered to 23. Jersey numbered Jordan. Okay, so here's what I'm going to ask you. How many jersey Jordan cards are there out there? That's what you need to know. Because if your argument holds water, a thousand. does it hold water, Miss Pita? No, the defense is wrong. A thousand max. You need to know, right? Because what's special about that one? What year is it? Did he win something great that year? It looks like a white napkin, right? It's like, so it, why is that rare? Okay, that Jordan's out of 23, but there are how many thousands of Jordan jersey piece cards out there? How many? I don't know the answer. You should know the answer because that'll tell you whether or not the card you just showed off is worth what you paid for it. It's less than other prospects in that immaculate is more than that Jordan. Yeah, but that's, that's, not even that's a totally jersey. different. That's a totally different argument between why people are buying prospects versus why people would buy a Michael Jordan card. Michael Jordan's upside is capped. It's low. No, this, but that's not the right question. It's how, where do I put this X amount of dollars? So that I can get that money out, that it's that simple. Like, how, what, I know where you put it. Lucky envelope parallels. Well, is it rule number one not to lose money? No rule. Rule number one is steal underpants. Rule like rule number one and Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger is don't lose money. Yes. So I mean, I think at any point in my life I'll be able to sell this and get my money out. I can't say the same for a hundred thousand dollar Trey Lance card. Right, but but the people who are buying that card will also tell you that you paid seven hundred fifty dollars for that Michael Jordan. No matter what happens this year, the best you could hope for is maybe to sell that for eight and change. The best you could hope for is eight and change this year. But that Trey Lance, if he goes out there with I'll the sell best quarter two K this year, I guarantee it. Okay, well, even if it's two K, all right, that means you've made twelve hundred dollars. The people who paid a hundred thousand dollars for the Trey Lance card, they will tell you that yes, there is downside there, but. With that coach, who when was the last time Shanahan had a bad quarterback outcome? I'll wait. It's a long Garoppolo time. Garoppolo is terrible. Can't even throw a five. He's yards. a winner. Garoppolo is a winner. Even as bad as he is, that that helps make the argument. If Trey Lance has any talent, think of what they're going to be able to do with that offense, with Debo, with that offensive line, with that coach, with that defense, with that team. That's why people are betting on him. And people, the guy who owns that Trey Lance is going to say, "Well, you know what? I paid a hundred grand for this." But when he's 6-0 and and people are talking about him as the favorite for the MVP, I'll sell for 200 And yes, you on your Michael Jordan. That's a not greater gonna... fool theory, though. It's not like, a greater fool. There's who's going to buy for 200 When he's 6-0, and there will be more people who buy it, who will pay more for it than who paid now when he hasn't even played a game. He hasn't started. But that's what they will tell you. It's a different risk tolerance. It's a different no. game. They'll tell their cameraman that, and then they'll post it on YouTube, <laughs> and then they'll think that I'll believe it, but not, <laughs> not our it. audience. <laughs> I like it, but we'll see. This is a five-hour marathon, guys. I've been on whatnot since five, nine forty-three. <laughs> Got some energy going on. Free, 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 free. No Patreon, no OnlyFans, no free. paywall, free. So that we hope that all the hours that we spent doing research, experiencing, talking to people, that you guys don't make mistakes, number one. Number two, you learn, and if amazing opportunity, if you make money, boom, and have some fun. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody.
And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.